Here we are once again at the Three Gens Theology Studio, also known as Size Office, uh, and uh, we are glad to come to you today. Um, Jim Ruff, my father-in-law, and Cy Hayden, my son, and I make up three generations of a family that want to follow the Lord, want to understand the scriptures uh, better, and then we want to uh, share them, share them with you and be an encouragement to you as we walk through them. Uh, Typically, grandpa and dad talk a lot more than son does, Uh, but uh, probably it's good when grandpa talks more. That's probably a good thing, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, it's good to be with you, and we hope to be an encouragement to you. We started it on pneumatology and are talking through um, uh, the Spirit and His work in us and in the world, and uh, looking forward to doing that. Uh, today, we, we start in on the work of the Holy Spirit to talk about what He's done uh, in the past and is doing now, and, and uh, so we're looking forward to uh, making that that uh, start with you uh, today. I think in in Christian realm, <clears throat> we have um, overdone the wrong the wrong term, but overdone uh, living by the Spirit. Like I don't have any control over anything. That mm. the Spirit does everything, and and uh, and so in response to the Spirit's power uh, being unjustly glamorized, maybe that's the best way to say it, Uh, many of us who are more conservative have diminished the work of the Spirit, which is just as offensive, right? Yes. And uh, and so uh, what we want to do is is scripturally and appropriately talk about the work of the Spirit because his work is... Uh, uh, incalculably valuable, uh, and so it's hard to even say overdone. But there's some there's some offness to the glamour glamorizing of the work of the spirit, um, and uh, and so we want to object to that, but at the same time not diminish his work. And so we hope to talk through some of that as we as we go. Uh, Jim, why don't you lead us in prayer okay. and then get us going. Heavenly Father, as we bow before you today, we thank you for the great gift of life in Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. We're thankful for the Holy Spirit who has graciously and lovingly not only become our comforter and our helper, but who indwells us and operates within us in such a way that we have produced in us the character of the Lord Jesus Christ as the Spirit produces his fruit in us. It's, it's possible for us to grieve him and to quench his work. And for that reason, we need to know him better. We need to understand him and to respond to his work in us. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that as we study today, uh, talking about the works of the Holy Spirit, as we think through his work in the Old Testament and the New Testament times and now in our lives, that we are faithful to the truths of your word, that we're faithful to him, and that the Spirit of God will be our our guide as we uh, use your word, as he illuminates its truth to us. 
Help us, Heavenly Father, to share it with others uh, with confidence and with boldness because of his work in us as well. Lord, we are excited and uh, eager to understand more of the work of this member of the Godhead, member of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. And we pray, dear Lord, these things as we begin in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to throw out a, a principle for us to think about. We, it, it would be possible for us to say, could God do that? And especially when it re, re, uh, reaffirms in us the truth of the word, the truths of the word of God, that God is who he says it is, he is, we find that question almost laughable because he is God. When we ask the question, could God do that? In reality, we're saying, does God have the ability? Does he have the power? Does he have the authority? And the answer is yes, yes, yes. But there's also a question that we could ask, and that is, would God do that? And that question requires a lot more thought. It's not disbelief to ask the question, would God do that? It's a request for wisdom. It's a request for guidance. It's a request for understanding about what God has committed himself to. And I think when we're, when we're talking about the works of the Holy Spirit, that's a good question for us to ask. The Holy Spirit could do anything. The Holy Spirit has done amazing things. But the question that we need to ask is, would the Holy Spirit do some things that he has done before in our lives today? And if so, what would be his purpose in doing so. If he would not, why wouldn't he? And those are some of the questions that we're going to have to deal with as we talk about the works of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit's work in different periods of time has not always been the same. There are aspects of it that have never changed. He's never changed, but there are things that he has done in the past that he certainly isn't doing now. The first example I'll throw out, guys, is, is that of his work at creation. We know that the Father planned creation. We know that the Son was the one who spoke the, word into, the world into existence, the universe. But we find that the Holy Spirit was responsible for decorating, arranging, uh, garnishing, the heavens and the earth. And one of the indications of that is that in Genesis chapter 1, we find immediately after the expl explanation that God created the heavens and the earth and that the earth was without form and was empty, the Holy Spirit is moving upon the spirit of the deep. Or the Holy Spirit is working up upon the deep, the waters of the deep, upon their surface arranging, decorating, molding, 
forming things into the way they're supposed to be. He's not doing that today. That, that work of the Holy Spirit is not going on. He's not making the heavens different or making the earth different than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Holy Spirit had that power, and that was his responsibility in regard to creation. So we can begin our discussion of his works just by saying that was where it began in regard to the universe that God made. And he doesn't continue doing the same thing all the time. He has the same character, has the same personal traits, but doesn't do the same thing all the time. Yes. Right. Right. So if we look at the work of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, as we've already seen it described with his names, we recognize the fact that there were some crucial places in the Old Testament where the Holy Spirit's ministry is highlighted. Uh, there's one extremely crucial place in Genesis chapter 6, and that is where the evil and the ungodly thoughts of humankind were so bad, so horrendous, so egregious, that the Spirit of God at that point was grieved by all of the creation. And it's important for us to think about it that way because the Holy Spirit had worked in the lives of the people who were alive up to that point. He had attempted to to work in them. Uh, The people who were like Enoch who walked with God and God took him home to be with him were not the majority by this time. They were the minority. And so as we see the Holy Spirit described in Genesis 6, 5, and 7, we see that God's Spirit could not continue to battle, if you will, to strive with, to to work alongside of, to correct humans. But instead, God destroyed them all except Noah and his family who were put in the ark. And so we find the Holy Spirit at this point challenged as to the beauty of that which he had made. It was now brought to such a place that it was horrendous and ugly and a new beginning was necessary. And the Holy Spirit was deeply engaged in that. we find the Holy Spirit working in the hearts of people like Joseph and others who had a close relationship with the Lord. And we find clear statements that the Spirit was working within Joseph. Not just that he came upon him, but that he was actually working in him to accomplish the things that we marvel at when we think of the the, the peace that that man Joseph had despite what he went through. Uh, The ability that Joseph had to forgive as he did. All of these are part of his character that was moved by and that was formed and filled by the work of the Holy Spirit. Um, the, The Exodus scenario uh, shows God's power in a great way, and he speaks of his power yes. being displayed. Um, 
but you have there both safeguarding and destruction mm-hmm. uh, by the Spirit, right? You have both both um, victory and and costly um, demise. Yes, um, and so we don't we don't see that same work anywhere else in the scriptures. You know what I mean? We don't see mm-hmm. that same type of happening. Um, and so there's a time for that. And then that time is over, right? Right. Um, so the, the, the power displayed combating the Egyptian gods in the plagues um, shows his power. Right. But then the, the directing of the, of the army of Israel on their path uh, it, it still shows his power but it shows his protective his protectiveness his care yeah. um, and so you see these different things displayed at different t- different um, works displayed at different times all right right e- even within the same um, um, format of, of uh, history yeah you see him operating differently at different times even within that same very uh, true. Dispensation. Yep. So. Absolutely. Uh, another example of that is that uh, we find through the description of the building of the tabernacle, the building of the temple. I always think that's funny. You, you read this last time about the Spirit enabling these workers. Mm-hmm. And I, I always find that uh, it happens again when, uh, when David's dying, that he's establishing all the stuff for the temple that right. he can't build. It's the same way there that that it, it that you have these really spirit really spirit filled people mm-hmm. that are workers of gold, that are workers of wood, yep. that are workers. Yep. And so when we think about somebody being really spirit, spiritual, really spiritually filled, really spiritually enabled, we're thinking of people proclaiming the truth, yes. teaching and helping people yes. grow. And in those two settings of the tabernacle and the, the building of the temple, it's very clear that the Spirit is enabling and filling and doing this great work. And it's in stonework and woodwork right. and, and, right. and metalwork. And, you yeah. know, it's, it's, yep, it's, it's, it's just, it's so, uh, and music, uh, you know, yes. the, the Spirit-filled musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and fine linens. And uh, anyway, it's, it's all these things that are... As you Laborers. read through the right, you read through those passages, and it's, and it's, 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 it is a bit off. It, it seems a bit off that you think they're these spiritually filled people, so they can lay bricks. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But then you look at our lives, and we're not building the temple. We're not. We're not building the tabernacle. So our 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 bricklaying is not for the building that will house the Spirit of God, but uh, in the same way, the Lord can use us in whatever we're doing. That's true. You know? And it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it, to think of it that way. I mean, when you think of the Spirit of God uh, preparing us to do the work of the ministry, um, you, you may be a person who works behind the scenes showing mercy to various people in the church, mm-hmm. Nobody knows about it. You went and visited this person and you took the care, care of this person and did all these things by the Spirit's comfort and power. And nobody paid any attention. It wasn't a big deal. Except 
to the Lord yeah. <laughs> because you're serving yeah. Him. In God, and that's what in, these in God's are writing, doing. it may have been a highlight of spiritual work. You know. Yep. That that was a uh, a cool uh, Kanye reference. Uh, <laughs> you may you may or not. Uh, 100% agree with everything and probably less as time has gone on. But he had talked about that a lot that um, as he was releasing his first Christian album, he was talking about how he wanted to, like, it used to be that he was referring to Roman Catholic Church, but it, the church would was creating most of the art we see, we saw at, you know, in, in culture at that point. And we've gone away from that. And so he was talking about how we need to enable the best artists of our time to do things for the Lord. Mm. Um, and so, so it was, it was kind of a cool, like that kind of, that kind of flow of like the, the Holy mm. spirit, you know, created amazing things of the temple and, uh, you know, work mm. through these people. And we've, we've gone away from that. We need, we need to go back to, uh, you know, the Holy spirit guiding us as to create, you know, the best artwork, the best music, the best, uh, you know, all the, all this stuff. So that was an interesting, it was, it was a cool, like, uh, as he, Again, random reference of Kanye, but as he talked about that, I was like, "Yeah, that's why. Why are we not creating? You know, the we sh- we should the Holy Spirit should be enabling us to create the the, the best. best of those things. Yes, yeah, right. yes. Creativity is is really uh, illustrated by and empowered by the Holy Spirit. If if our creativity is in fact surrendered to the Lord. And it's in his leading that we use our abilities and talents for his glory. It certainly is a work of the Spirit of God. I, mm. I think of what you're talking about from the perspective of um, the way in which the Spirit of God do, did what he did in the Old Testament, contrasted with some of the building that has been done over the last couple thousand years. You, you see the Holy Spirit giving to David the plans that will be used to build the temple. And David gives those plans to Solomon. You see the, that Moses was given the plans by which the tabernacle was to be built. And in each case, the idea is that they are illustrations of the holy temple where God presents himself to those who are around him manifest here on earth when you come to the building of say a, a an enormous cathedral what you find happening there is you you have a a number of individuals who are burdened to build this thing they put together a design for a building that will be lofty and and go to the skies and have turrets and and gorgeous ceilings and all the rest of that. And thousands of laborers work on those over the space of 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, many of them dying in the process. And you think, how many of those were filled with the Spirit of the Lord while they were doing mm-hmm. that work? How many of those were doing the work as a as an offering to the Lord, and how many of them were just slaves, like the slaves with the pyramids, uh, being worked, but without that wonderful enablement, enablement we mm-hmm. see described here. Yep. Whatever it is the Lord calls you to do, uh, He can enable you to do it. 
So we're that's not that's not Old Testament. That's present day, though. <laughs> so one of the things that happens there at at the Exodus time is we see the beginning of the writing of Scripture um, that takes place. Mm-hmm. And so Second uh, Peter one is not Old Testament, but it's talking about Old Testament. It, where it says no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit who spoke right. from God. So as there's this um, from from Moses on when we see the scriptures being written, uh, the Spirit's work in uh, in the writing of the scripture, right. uh, active involvement there in writing of the scripture through that uh, through uh, um, mostly prophets, but not all prophets um, that were that were there, right. So it's certainly a great work of the Old Testament uh, time period, uh, the Spirit moving those men to write. And those who wrote uh, or, or who spoke often made reference to what the Spirit of God had done before. And Nehemiah in uh, chapter 9, verse 20, refers to the fact that as the people of Israel were moving out of Egypt and moving into Canaan, that the Holy Spirit led them in the process of doing that. Um, Passages that deal with the Holy Spirit coming upon individuals are often referred to for the simple reason that there are so many of them. If you see a person who was responsible as a king or as a priest or responsible for doing a certain work before the Lord, very often what we find is that the captains, the kings, the the, uh, princes, the uh, workers, these people have the Holy Spirit come upon them, and the coming upon provides for them the enablement to do whatever it is they're doing. So one of the questions that is asked about the coming upon work of the Holy Spirit, since it is an influence, an enablement that was given, but apparently temporarily, do we distinguish what the Holy Spirit was doing and coming upon people in the Old Testament from the indwelling work of the Holy Spirit in our lives today? Um, There's the definitely la- a difference because yeah. Christ was talking about it's good that I'll go away because I'll send my Spirit. So it's there's something different that happened after that right? than had happened prior to that. Yeah, with, with all of the coming upon of the Holy Spirit in the, whole, in the Old Testament, all the power that he gave to do things, there is no specific passage other than those that prophesy what the Spirit of God will do when the new covenant is established. Other than those passages in the prophets, we only find the Holy Spirit's coming upon people as a description of what he is doing to provide enablement, to provide power. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't find other words like filling, because we've already seen that the Holy Spirit filled people in the Old Testament. But it was it done in the same way? One of the things that Jesus did to distinguish the Old Testament filling the Old Testament work of the Spirit and the work that he does in us is when he described to the disciples, he is with you and he shall be in you. So he's talking about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Um, There are those who uh, believe that the Holy Spirit's work in the Old Testament 
is exactly the same as the Holy Spirit's work in the New Testament. There are some problems with that mm-hmm. view, as well as some strengths. The strength of the view seems to be that a lot of the things that we see the Holy Spirit doing in the Old Testament, he also does in believers in the New Testament. So the same language is used in both places regarding what the Spirit is doing. But one of the major differences is that we see in the Old Testament the Holy Spirit sovereignly coming upon to accomplish certain purposes in the lives of people, perhaps over a long period of time, but not based upon their having been baptized into the body of Christ, which is one of the major differences that takes place Mm -hmm. and the reasons that we emphasize that when Jesus said that, he was talking about the Holy Spirit being with them He breathed the Holy Spirit upon them, but he said that he will be in you later on. And that was the description of the indwelling. So the Spirit in the Old Testament uh, would have been uh, filling or on people, some of the people, some of the time. Yeah. Right? Right. Some people for lengthy periods of time. Mm -hmm. um, And um, there was a connection with the Spirit by all those who believed, but not like there is a connection now mm. in the New Testament. Um, the Spirit led Israel, all of Israel, right? right? But uh, in a different way than the church is led by the Spirit. It's, it's, a, it's a different, different way. way of yes. leading, right? So the same character, the same initiative, the same... Um, heading the same power. Yep, uh, it's all there, and so there are similarities. Yes, um, but in uh, is, isn't it Psalm fifty one where David says, "Take not your Holy Spirit from yes. me," uh, and so there is, is that. Um, you're not going to see that in the New Testament, right? Right, and right. so there was uh, that fear that the Lord might remove the Spirit from him, right. and that he would lose the ability to fellowship with God in that way by, in that life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that some of the people, some of the time uh, is simplistic, but it does capture kind of the, the indwelling part of the Spirit from the Old, Old Testament um, that is different from the way things are done after Christ uh, sends the Spirit in, uh, in Acts. And we have to be careful because of the fact that the salvation ministry that is described in the New Testament is not exactly the same as it was in the Old Testament. Now you're stepping in We trouble. have to be careful not to read <laughs> New Testament soteriology yes. back into the Old Testament. Yes. And this is where we're going to get into some very interesting discussions later on because we have to ask, okay then, how was the Holy Spirit's work in the Old Testament related to the salvation of people then? And how is his work related to our salvation now? And this sort of sits alongside of what Dan said a few minutes ago because it causes us to stop and think about the fact that the Holy Spirit does not change. The way in which he works might change. Right. But the Holy Spirit does not change. So the presence of the Holy Spirit in David 
the work of the Holy Spirit in in uh, Solomon, the the work of the Holy Spirit in Moses, the work of the Holy Spirit in Joshua, engaged those people with the same kind of divine, godly power that could only come from the Spirit of God as we enjoy today. The differences between the Holy Spirit's relationship with them and us are what we might want to discuss. But uh, when the Holy Spirit was at, at, uh, at work in the life of an Old Testament character who was walking in fellowship with God, we can't say anything that would diminish what the Holy Spirit could have done in their life by saying, oh, well, that doesn't compare with what he can do in mine. That's not really a statement that we can accurately make because, again, the Spirit and his ability to work does not change. It's simply how he chooses to work. Well, that's where typically, typically it's hard to say, but typically in the Old Testament, the Spirit came upon someone for a purpose, Mm -hmm. and that purpose ended up showing his power, showing God's power, or um, his truth in a a dramatic way. Mm And so as we are indwelt with the Spirit all the time, it's not that sudden purposeful happening. Mm-hmm. It is still purposeful, <laughs> and he's still powerful, and he can do all those things, but it displays itself uh, more um, in, a, in a particular time for a particular event right. throughout the Old Testament. That's not, complete, that's not totally true of the Old Testament, but that's often what happens. There, there are people today... Uh, commentators on the book of Ephesians, for example, uh, who believe that the Holy Spirit's filling ministry in the lives of Christians is the same as the Holy Spirit's filling ministry as it was in the Old Testament. So what they basically mean by that is that when it's appropriate for the Holy Spirit to fill you to accomplish some particular task, he will do that. Otherwise, you won't be filled. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit's filling in Christian lives and talk about how the indwelling might actually be different from that Mm -hmm. uh, and what the command is in Ephesians that makes us think that perhaps it is, in fact, different. I love the Christmas story of Simeon at the temple when he sees Christ and says, now, I'm free now, you know, my spirit can go. And it seems to be that not only did he have the spirit inform him mm-hmm. in the past as to what would happen, that he would see the Christ, um, but then also when Christ was there, the spirit confirmed in him, this is the one, and gave him uh, a message to give. Right. Um, right. And so at least he was, uh, the spirit was on him in two times, but I would think much more of the Spirit being with him that whole time. Yes. Saying, no, 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 all those times. No, no, yes. <laughs> and so uh, it's such a, a great um, uh, story of promise being fulfilled uh, in that setting, but it is, it relates to the Spirit's work there in an Old Testament. It's in the New Testament because it's when Christ comes, but it's an, an Old Testament setting right. of uh, Simeon having the Spirit work in him not to 
proclaim uh, a prophecy to the nation, mm-hmm. not to um, um, do some miraculous work, not to be, um, you know, given uh, some power to do something, but simply waiting for uh, the appearance of the Messiah. Um, and so the, the Spirit's yes. work does is, is different in different people throughout the Old Testament, um, but some people some of the time. And I think that it is beautiful to use an example like Simeon to remind ourselves that the walk of the individual with the Lord, his relationship with the Lord, was such that not only was it acknowledged by the individual who loved the Lord and wanted to be obedient to him and to be in fellowship with him, but it was acknowledged by the Lord himself as the Holy Spirit lived in him, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, strengthened him, gave him the awareness of what it is that you just mentioned, that he was in the presence of the Christ child. Um, That relationship with the Spirit of God probably did not change for Simeon because he was a true man of God. Um, As we move through Jesus's ministry, we find ourselves confronted again and again with the reality that the Holy Spirit was very much at work, that the Holy Spirit was leading the uh, Messiah into the places where he should go, that the Holy Spirit was performing uh, acts that were so powerful and so real and so meaningful that the Pharisees and the Sadducees were giving the claim that what Jesus was doing was being done by the power of the devil. And Jesus said, you will not be forgiven for having so spoken against the work of the Holy Spirit. So he, in that point, is making it very clear the Holy Spirit was at work performing amazing miracles in the life of Jesus. And when they were attributing those to Satan, he was saying, guys, you not only are off base, but you're putting yourself in a terrible, eternal uh, hole. One of the things that I think when we talked of, of David saying, don't take your Holy Spirit from me, uh, he saw Saul um, have the Spirit with him, and then it's true. Saul have judgment on him. Um I would assume the spirit was not indwelling Saul during the troubles that he had. Um, Doesn't it say he has spirit of anger? Spirit, uh, yeah, hmm? right. Hmm. Um, so when David saw that happening, you know, in his life, or knew of that happening, I don't know if he saw it, knew of that happening. The uh, um, that that concern was then in him. Yes. Because that's how the spirit would mm-hmm. work, is if you're going to turn away from my leading, um, then I may, I may come on someone else to accomplish what I need to accomplish, you know? Yes. Um, and so um, it, it just, there's definitely a difference between what we see in the Old Testament and how the spirit worked. The same spirit with the same power, the same character, but he worked differently in the Old Testament yes. than he did in... The New Testament um, during Christ's time and post Christ's life. 
right? All and, those and there again, Dan, we come back to what we said at the very beginning. And that is, we have to recognize that it's the same could could and would are powerful are the, spirit are, when who you, could do right. anything, but would not do the same things repeatedly in the same way all the way through the development of of humankind. Right. I think too, it's good for us to remember that as we we talk about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about one who is personally engaged with the individuals he's influencing, the people he's working with. It's interesting using that example of Saul. Here is a leader who was chosen, given empowerment by the Spirit of God, but who because of his disobedience and his carnality, his fleshliness, his desire to appeal to things that he was not supposed to. Because of that, he lost the benefit of the work of the Spirit of God in his life and in his rule over the people. And a spirit, not the Holy Spirit, but a demonic spirit became involved in his activities after that, influencing his human spirit. So his human spirit was first influenced by the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit left him, and he was influenced by a spirit from another source. And his own spirit was involved in that. So if we have helped you at all in in this discussion, I hope it's been to help you to realize the fact that the work of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, we're going to look a little bit more at his work in the New Testament as we get together the next time. The work of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament was powerful. It was uh, incredibly valuable and meaningful and needful and that we can in no way diminish any aspect of the Holy Spirit's work by saying, oh, well, that was just in the Old Testament. No, he worked mightily in the Old Testament and then continued his work personally uh, as he move, as we move through the life of Christ yeah. and the early church. So Jim touched on the earthly ministry of Christ and how the Spirit was working then. That's where that's kind of a tease for next time. We'll, we'll start there uh, as we get together with you next time and move into the whole New Testament setting there of, uh, of the Holy Spirit. So this uh, idea of the Holy Spirit's work in the Old Testament, we see it as powerful. Uh, it is uh, easily noticeable uh-huh. with the truth yes. and the power that he uses in uh, in shared uh, sharing those things in in uh, particular people's lives. Uh, sometimes toward the whole nation, sometimes more personally, sometimes to the other nations. Uh, but it's dramatic, uh, and so uh, we see that work happening throughout the Old Testament. Same spirit uh, is is in a believer. Um, but maybe working a little differently by choice. Uh, so we'll look forward to talking through that uh, next time. Hey, uh, comment on uh, any of those uh, uh, podcast sites or um, YouTube and uh, let us know uh, questions you have or comments you have. Of course, you can always email me, pd at crossbridgeindy.com. I'd love to hear from you and uh, see how we might uh, be 
uh, helping you in your understanding of Scripture or how we can better help you in your understanding of Scripture. Um, and then also questions you might have along the way. We'd love to address those as well. Well, thanks for joining us today. Look forward to uh, being with you next time as we talk about uh, the Holy Spirit once again.